Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today, because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... What? Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Recorded live. Everything, Jesus, you're right. Everything, 
once again. In the name of our precious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kenton, North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word. What sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. This is the first day of a new year. God has got some great blessings in store for his people. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. God is our everything. Everything that we need is found in him. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. We reverence him. We praise him. We magnify his holy name. We come before his presence today, offering the fruit of our lips, the sacrifice of praise. Jesus, you are everything, and we love you. Everything comes from you. Jesus, Jesus, our blessed Savior, we love you. Jesus, you're our everything. Jesus, you're our everything. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You are our everything, Lord. We give you glory. We give you the glory, Lord. We give you Thank you, Lord. You've been so very good to me. 
praise you. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord.
God bless you, children of God. We do greet each of you once again in the mighty, precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our soon-coming King. We thank God for another day, another opportunity to thank him, to praise him, to offer him the fruit of our lips, the sacrifice of praise. Some of you all understand my voice. You may not know this, but sincere and thankful heartfelt praise to God will keep a whole lot of negative things from coming your way. See, praise is also a weapon. Some of you all don't know that. An adversary don't want you to know that. He wants to keep your mouth closed and keep you complaining and murmuring and keep you, you know, talking about what God hasn't done. But, uh, you know, sincere praise and worship to God is a weapon. Some of you all understand my voice. You did not get diabetes because of your praise. 
Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you don't have high blood pressure because of your praise. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you didn't contract AIDS and HIV because of your praise. Praise puts you in a, it's almost like uh, it puts a force field around you and, and, and causes certain things to not even be able to come in. Some of you all don't know that. And that's why you, you feel like, you know, whether I praise him or whether I don't. You were created by your creator to honor and to reverence, to laud and magnify him. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you got that job because of your praise. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you got that promotion because of your praise. Some, some of you all don't, you know, you, you know, Father, open our eyes that we may see. There's a whole supernatural realm, and there's a way of operating and dealing in the supernatural realm that if God doesn't show you, you miss it. You won't, you won't see the importance of it. You won't even see the importance. You know, the things of God, unless God opens your eyes, you won't see the importance of it. You won't, you won't see what all the fuss is about. I remember once. I remember once. I was probably about 13, 14 years old, just as unsaved as I could be. And I went to a church service with my mother. Uh, people erupted into a praise and dance and worship of God. And I remember asking my mother, now about 13, 14 years old, just as silly as I could be, I was like, what is all this about? What is all this uh, dancing and singing and praising about? And I remember my mother, didn't even, she didn't even break stride. She just looked at me. She said, you keep on living. You just keep on living. In other words, you'll see. You know, and sure enough, you know, I, I thank God that uh, now I can see. There's some things you're not going to see yet as a, as a young person that, that God has to reveal to you. This is one of the, this is one of the benefits of, maturing and growing in the things of God, because things you couldn't see when you were 16, 17, you can see clearly at 26, 27. And things that you, you had no idea of at 26, 27, you'd be able to see real, real good at 36, 37. And things at 36, 37, you thought was complete nonsense. When you get 46, 47, you'll be like, that. that's real stuff. So just uh, God's got a plan. And, and in his plan is the set times for you and I to, uh, gain understanding of certain things, to gain knowledge of certain things. God's got a plan, and, and in his good, pleasing, and perfect will, uh, his, his, his good, pleasing, and perfect plan is wrapped all up in that. And what we want to do is we want to wrap ourselves up in that plan of God. Because if not, we look at capital A, we'll find ourselves operating in a thing called not God's plan. Isaiah 30, chapter, ver- er, chapter 30, verse 1, we look at Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 brought us down to capital B. God has to tell it. This is a beautiful thing about God's plan. He's going to reveal it. So what we want to do, we got to position ourselves. Some of you all out there, you're going to all kinds of seminars on the job. You're going to all kinds of in-service trainings. You're taking all kinds of classes at the community college and at your local. Why? Because you're trying to get information you think that's going to help you in the future. Well, so it is with, with, with God. You've got to get your, enroll yourself in God 101 so that you can start getting information from God that is going to help you in the future. See, what that, that little degree you got from the college or the community college or that little certificate you got because you was best basket weaver, that, that may or may not help you. But the information that you get from God, the knowledge and understanding you get from God is guaranteed to help you. Wisdom was one of God's first works. Wisdom talks in the book of Proverbs. We're going to have to take a look at it. Wisdom start bust out and start talking about its own self. We're going to look at that. God's got to tell it. Amos chapter 3, verse 7, we looked at Job. Chapter 38, verse 2, capital C, we looked at thoughts and plans are very similar. What God will begin to do as he adjusts your thoughts, as he adjusts your thoughts and our thoughts, then our plans will begin to adjust. See, we all be having all kind of plans. 
you know, but it, they're not necessarily in line with the plan of God, and that's where frustration be coming in. You be telling me you all out there inside my voice trying to get a job that God ain't never going to give you, trying to marry a woman that God ain't never going to tell her to say I do, trying to go to places that God ain't going to never let you go. So so what we do, instead of wasting all this time, energy, effort, money, you know, let's, let's Lord, what, what you want me to do? Paul, one of the things that Paul asked as soon as he met the Lord on Damascus Road was one of the first questions was, Lord, what shall I do? So, look, I ain't got to be wasting a whole lot of time trying to do what somebody else is doing, trying to do something that I think, you know, would work out well. Lord, you tell me. How about you tell me what to do? And so I can get busy with that. We look at Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 18, brought us on down to capital D. God's plan, I mean, good plan, good plan, just not for you. Good plan, what? Just not for you. And you're going to be blessed today in Jesus' precious name. Capital what? D. Good plan. Good. I only had one O in here. That's why I say God. Good plan. Just not for you. Now, before we take a look at that, you want to hear, you need to hear wisdom talking. Because see, in Proverbs, you got wisdom and foolishness talking to you. And some of y'all out there, you done chose foolishness like a mug. Boy, you done jumped on what foolishness is talking about. Real hard and strong. But wisdom's talking too. Wisdom and foolishness, they both speak. They are they are individual entities that both have a will, that both have a direction for your life, that wisdom. Wisdom. Go to um Proverbs chapter eight. Proverbs chapter 8. We're going to have to take a look at this. And the Lord said, pray, Robert, and, and, and I'm going to tie this thing together for you real good. All right, Lord. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today for life, health, strength, prosperity, abundance, provisions, protection. Thank you, Father, for healing of our bodies, our minds, our spirit. Thank you, Father, for giving us a mind to live for you. Forgive us, Father, again, just as your mercies are renewed each day and each morning. We need your mercy today, Father, to cover our sins, our iniquities, blot them out, Father, that, uh, and start us afresh today. The sins that we have grievously committed against you, forgive us, Father, as we forgive those who have sinned and trespassed against us. Father, uh, this is the day and the new year that you have made, we pray, Father, for your people under the sound of my voice that this will be a better year than any year that they have seen before. We pray, Father, that 2015 will be better, that our, our former, our, our uh, future glory will be brighter than our, our past glory. Father, may we praise you better in 2015 may, than we did in 2014. May we serve you better in 2015 than we did in 2014. Let your name be glorified in our midst today, Father. Say what you want to say and do what you want to do. And, and help us, Father, to, to walk 
in accordance with your good, pleasing, and perfect will, that your name, which is above all other names, may be glorified. This is our prayer. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Wisdom. Now, one of the first things you want to understand about wisdom, children of God, go back to verse wisdom 8 and 22. Wisdom is talking. Now, understand who's talking. In the Bible, you need to understand who's talking. In the family, you need to understand who's talking. In spiritual realms, you need to understand who's talking. As you hear voices in your mind, in your brain, understand who's talking. On the job, understand who's talking. In Proverbs chapter 8, who's talking? Wisdom is talking. And one of the wisdom 8 and 22, and, and I mean uh, Proverbs chapter 8 and 22, the Bible says the Lord, wisdom says, the Lord brought me forth as the first of his works. Wisdom says, look, I don't mean to brag. I don't mean to boast. Now, I could almost go into a piece by who is the Sugar Hill Gang, but I like hot butter on my breakfast toast. We ain't going there right now. Wisdom said, look, I don't mean to brag, and I don't mean to boast, but I was the first thing that God came up with. I was the first thing. So you got to understand, in ancient Israel, there was, a, there was a certain status attributed to the firstborn and the firstborn male. There was certain status. That's just the way it was, you know. There were certain benefits that being went along with being the firstborn male. Now, now we know that God can bless any way He want to bless because he, he turns some things around and different things. But, but, but generally, there was certain privilege and certain status that went along with being the firstborn male. Just that's just where it was set up. I'm firstborn male of my father and my mother. You know. And sometimes if, if, you, if, if individuals are not careful, there can be a, a jealousy or an envy right in families of that firstborn. If you're not careful. But understand, I have to understand my voice. If you are not the firstborn, then that was a selection that God made and not a selection that you made. So you, you learn how to accept the position and the status and learn to accept the gender that God made you. Some of you all out there talking about, you know, I was born a male, but I'm really a female. No, no, that's just what the devil told you. If you were born a male, then that means for good, that means God wanted you to be a male. Now, if you go out there and start chopping off parts and getting all kind of injections and taking all kind of chemicals to try to make yourself a female. No, you were born a female. That's what God meant for you to be. Wisdom said, look, the Lord brought me forth as the first of his work. God said, look. Before I even get started with a whole lot of stuff, let me get wisdom on the scene. Let me bring wisdom to pass. Now, you say, Apostle, why is that important? It's important because God, who is the creator of all things and the preserver of all, the preserver of light and life, saw wisdom as being important so important that it was the first thing that he did, my encouragement to you is that it ought to be so important to you that it need to be the first thing that you do. Before you jump out there on that job, let's get some wisdom. 
Before you jump out there in that marriage, let's get some wisdom. Before you spin up that paycheck, let's get some wisdom. And wisdom is simply doing things like God wants them done. So that you're not just doing any what kind of thing. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his work. Before you go out there and, 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 and clean your room, before you brush your teeth, before you put on your clothes, you use wisdom. Don't just be doing something like a knucklehead. Wisdom. Lord, how I need to do this thing. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works. Before his deeds of old, wisdom said, look, all that stuff y'all be reading about what God did a long, long time ago, wisdom said, I was there. I was there. I talked to a brother yesterday. We were getting some, we were getting some, uh, 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 he knew me, he knew me, but uh, we were getting some work done on the top of the church because we had some 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 problems with the roof and we had the, the men up there working and I was outside talking with one of the neighbors and uh, he called the name of this character I can't remember what his name was Nook Nook or something you know character came over you know had a walking cane older character you know he came over I was just kind of looking at him a different thing he was like hey there bro Brian bro Brian I was like hey how you doing man what's going and we just kind of got to talking about different things come to find out this character. You know, I was talking about, you know, Lord had me going here and going there. He's like, I know, I know about you. I know about you. He said, you know, well, I used to do a lot of traveling like that too. And I was like, you know, kind of shocked me because he just kind of looked like, you know, said, yeah, yeah. He said, I, you know, I was in the military. He said, I was over in Beirut and all over in Afghanistan. And, I, and he began to just mention all kind of different places, you know, wars and different things where he said, I was there. Now, whereas we read about stuff in the, news or you know in the newspaper or on the internet and different things he said i was there and i just you know made me kind of take a little different look at this character strange i mean you know interesting kind of looking character came over with a walking stick kind of so i was there back in 83 i was there when they took the hostages i was there. i was like what he said he went on he said pastor what you driving at wisdom said look all that stuff y'all be reading about all that stuff that y'all be studying about, that wisdom say, I was there. And when you was there, it's a little different than just reading about being there. That's a little different. So Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. Watch this. I was appointed from eternity, from the beginning, before the world began. So God said, look, Wisdom said, look, even before you were created, I was already in operation. So since wisdom was in operation before we were created, the, the, the reason why God did that is so that everything after it gets created can check with wisdom. Check with wisdom. That's why you got a supervisor on your job. For when you have stuff that you don't understand how to do and different things, you ought to be able to go to supervise. God created wisdom first so that before you start launching out and getting all into all kind of different things, check with wisdom first. Before, watch this, I was appointed from eternity, from be the beginning, before the world began. 
When there were no oceans, I was giving birth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were settled in place. You want to find out how to climb a mountain? Check with wisdom. Wisdom say, because before mountains were in place, I was around. You want to find out how to sail across the sea? Check wisdom say, check with me, because before the oceans, I was in operation. Before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the earth or its fields or any of the dust of the world, I was there when he set the heavens in place. Wisdom say, I'm talking now. When he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the foundations of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundaries, so that the waters would not overstep his command. And when he marked off the foundations of the earth, then I was the craftsman at his side. Wisdom said I was the craftsman at his side. So with all of this being said, and we ain't even going into all, all everything, go back to verse 1. Does not wisdom call out? The question is being asked. Wisdom, understand that wisdom, regardless of what you're doing out there and regardless of how you're doing it, regardless, oh my, regardless of how you operating in that marriage, husband or wisdom is crying out. Regardless of what you out there preaching on Sunday morning, uh, a pastor, wisdom is crying out. Regardless of how you treating your children out there, father or mother, wisdom is crying out. Regardless of how you doing that job, wisdom. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? That's why we without excuse. But we can be doing just as crazy as we want to be doing, and the Lord be saying, look, the Lord be telling us a whole different thing. We can be living any way we want to live, but the Lord be telling us a different thing because wisdom is calling out. Understanding is even raising her voice. Understanding is yelling at you. Hey, stop that foolishness. Every time, you know, I'd be alone. Sometimes I'd be doing something real stupid. Lord be like, stop that foolishness. I'd be like, okay, I'd be doing it. Right by myself doing, right by myself doing something real stupid, talking real stupid, going, going, going. Lord be like, stop. <laughs> you know, I'd be just messing around, going, going, going. Lord be like, stop that foolishness. I'd be like, all right, all right. You know, stop that foolishness. Ain't nobody be around, so I feel like I can do. Uh-huh, this one here laughing, too. <laughs> <laughs> on the heights, watch this, along the way where the paths meet, wisdom takes her stand. Where the paths meet. Now, paths, again, you, you know, paths are, are, are where, you know, path is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is, is that that has been frequently traveled. All right? So you've got two paths in life. You know, you've got the path of righteousness, you got the path of wickedness, you got the path of wisdom, you got the path of foolishness. These two paths, where these two paths meet, she takes her stand. Because in essence what she's saying is now you're gonna make a choice. Which which one of these roads you gonna go down? Well paths meet. You paths meet. You know, I can either go left or I can go right. Wisdom is standing right there. So all right now that road right there is gonna take you straight to hell. That life right there, thug life. Some of y'all out there, you done got that Thug life take you on the hill. Gangster life, all this crazy life. You better get the life of Christ going. Wisdom standing there in the middle said, look, thug life take you on the hill. Thug life take you to an early grave. Gangster life will take you, take you to prison. 
And the tra- tragic thing is, whole lot, whole lot of y'all done, done bit off and jumped out there on the wrong path. I did for a little while. I thank God that that wisdom's voice prevails. May wisdom's voice prevail in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. She takes her stand beside the gates leading into the city. At the entrance, she cries aloud. Well, what's that mean? Wisdom is crying out at the gate of the city. Before you even enter into the city, wisdom is saying, look, don't come in here with no foolishness. Don't come any city. I've, I've come to find out God has blessed me to be in a whole lot of cities, a whole lot of countries around the world. And every country, every nation, every city that I've ever been in, I have, I have, I have seen the, 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 the foolish side of it, the craziness that's going on there, and I have also seen the, the, the good things and the blessings that's going on there. Some of you all out there understand my voice. You running from city to city. Man, I don't like it here no more. You move from New York to California. Man, I don't like California no more. You move to Chicago. I move to Chicago. I don't like Chicago. It's too, you move to Florida. I don't like Florida. Well, what the problem is, it's not the city. It's you. Because what's the, what's, the, what's the constant in all your moving around? You is taking you. Mess around and, and, and change you. And you, you'll find the good in New York. Mess around and change you. You'll find the good in California. Mess around and, and change you. You'll find the good in Chicago. You'll find the good wherever you are at. The saints is saying you get what you're seeking. Proverbs says, whoever seeks good finds goodwill, but evil comes to him who searches for it. Wisdom is crying out, leading into the city. At the entrance, she's crying out. To you, O men, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, gain understanding. Listen, for I have worthy things to say. Wisdom is not talking nonsense. Wisdom is talking worthy. Wisdom is talking stuff that will bless you today, that will bless. There's some things and wisdoms that my grandfather shared with me 30 years ago that's still blessing me today. 30 years ago he said it. And the application of it today is just as beneficial as it was when he said 30 years ago. I open my lips to, wisdom says, look, I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true. For my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them are crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are faultless. Watch this, to those who have knowledge. Now, here we go. See, now, and this is why you can't be rejecting knowledge. God done told you his people perish for a lack of knowledge. You can't hear wisdom if you don't hear knowledge. You can't hear wisdom. You got to first hear knowledge. You got to first pass through the door of knowledge. You got to have knowledge before you have wisdom. Because knowledge and understanding precede wisdom. You don't just bust into the door of wisdom. You got to pass through some chambers. You got to pass through the you got to pass just like you can't just go you know, you can't just go in this in this church right here or, or in this compound. You can't just go from outside properly directly into the kitchen. You got to pass through certain rooms. You got to pass through 
certain halls. You got to pass through certain other things. You got to come, you know, if you're going to come through the, through the front, you got to pass through the living room, get on in the kitchen. If you're coming through the back, you got to pass through the new addition in order to get into the kitchen. So it is with wisdom. You don't just bust in the wisdom. You got to pass through knowledge. You got to get some knowledge. You got to know some things. You got to, then you got to understand some things, and then you can enter into wisdom. To the discerning, it said, all the words said they are faultless to those who have knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver. So look at what, what the Lord is letting us know, that wisdom is more valuable than silver. Some of us have run after silver or money or run after gold. But God said wisdom. God said the things that, that, that I esteem, man reject. And God said the things that man esteem, God said I reject. Now, God has thrown two things on the table right here, wisdom and silver, wisdom and money. Most folk, most folk, you put a bag of money on the table and a stack of books on the table, or even the Bible. Stack of money, big old stack of money, and a Bible on the table. And most folk, somebody say, go on in there and pick which one you want. Pick one, pick the one that, that, that you're going to rather have for the rest of your life. For me, it's no question. Give me the Bible. Because I get the Bible, I can learn how to make some money. But if I mess around and get some money and don't get no wisdom, then that money will be gone. Or that money will be misused. Or, or, or you say, I got to pick one that I'm going to have the rest of my life. Either the word of God, the eternal word. One I pick, the other one I, 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 can't, I can't have. Uh-huh. All right, then give me the, give me the, give me the word of God. Because God's word is gonna is gonna benefit you and I throughout eternity. That money, you know, might just benefit us in this life. Might, might. And the reason why I say might is because it can mess around and get taken from you. Somebody find out you you got that big bag of money just as soon as you go out the door. You know, I messed around down in in one country somewhere, and pastor gave me a big old thing of money. And uh, I felt real uncomfortable carrying that thing around. I had it in a in a plastic bag. I couldn't wait to get to the bank. I just felt real uncomfortable. I was like, man, I'm carrying around all this like this. You know, because you got characters just be watching, just watching. They know you don't come in town to preach and different things, big old time preacher. And they know at some point there's going to be a love offering. Let's see the love. Let's see how much love been shown to you. So they can mess around and, and try to take your money. So God said, look, it's better for us to choose wisdom, to choose the instruction of wisdom over uh, silver, over knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies. And nothing you desire can compare with her. Why? Because anything you desire, you can get from her. Which is more important, the, the goose that laid the golden egg or the golden egg? Oh, man, I got people thinking in here the Christian sounding like a mug. One of the things finally came up with it. The goose. Why? Because it's the goose. It's the goose that's producing the golden egg. You mess around and get you. Now, let me show you how crazy. You mess around somebody give you a goose that, that lay a golden egg, and you get hungry. You be looking at that goose like, man, I'm going to cook that goose on up. And you cook, kill the goose, they lay the golden egg. Or you cook the goose and make your goose meat sandwich. Now, golden egg is finished. Because you just ate the goose that laid the golden egg. What you got to do is what we got to do is protect the goose. 
pamper the goose, take care of the goose. Because the goose is laying a golden egg. If we want something to eat, take one of them golden eggs and go somewhere and do something with it. Don't mess, don't mess up the goose. Now, this is something I be trying to get some of these Christian center saints around here. In washing dishes, you don't mess up the water that's washing the dishes. That's crazy. Let the water stay pure and take out the water you need to wash the dish so that the water remains pure. You can get three or four different washes, five or six different washes out of the water. Because you, but if you mess up the water... Now you get one wash, and now you got to pour some more, pour some more detergent. You don't defile or mess up that which is is being used to 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 bring the blessing. You don't mess that up. You don't mess that up. You don't you don't mess up the goose that's laying the golden egg. You know, the, the, and God is bringing in my spirit now. In the early church, there was a problem with the, the Grecian Jews and the Hebraic Jews by the daily distribution of food. They brought the matter to the apostles. You know, apostles were like, look, not that this is not a, a valid um, complaint or, or problem, but we got to devote our time to what? The ministry of the word, the teaching and the preaching of the word. whole lot of stuff. And you need to be able to handle, uh, um, so you all need to, the body need to be able to handle so that the, 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 the man of God can devote himself to the ministry of the word. You all out there, pastor got to cut the grass, pastor got to clean the dishes, pastor got to sweep. Well, what, what are you doing? What exactly are you doing? What's your purpose? If, can you imagine if your brain had to do the walking? Your brain had to, had to, uh, uh, had, you had to sit on it? Your brain had to reach in the cabinet to grab a glass. Your brain, whatever the brain said, what's the, what's the purpose of you? What good are you? Brain need to be protected. This is why God take the most hardest bone in the body and put it in your skull to protect your brain. Brain got to be protected because if the brain ever shut down, then the whole, whole operation shut down. You even got a term, brain dead. You ain't got no term and called finger dead. You ain't got no term called leg dead. You got a term called brain dead. Brain got to be protected so it can oversee and do the whole job, do the job that it's supposed to do. So nothing you desire can compare with her. Why? Because that wisdom is what will make everything else happen and crack a lack in your life. Wisdom. Oh, man, come on, making money. Wisdom said, I know how to do that. Wisdom said, look, before God did anything, he made me. Wisdom said, I know how to make, I know how to make money. Wisdom said, I know how to make friends if I want them. Wisdom said, I know how to fix a car. Wisdom said, I know how to do it, whatever it is. Wisdom said, I know how to run a church. Wisdom said, I know how to get a wife. Wisdom say, whatever it is you desire, wisdom say, I know how to do it. That's why nothing you desire, what, can't compare to her. All right, that's enough on wisdom. That's, that's, that's a good chapter there. It's a good chapter. You get a chance to get on down into that real deep. Now, capital D, we say God's plan. We say it's a good plan. Just what? Not for you. Let's look briefly at First Chronicles. First Chronicles. That, that, that's about the message there. We're going to look at First Chronicles, chapter 28, verse 2. Very, very briefly here. Give us about five minutes. First Chronicles, 
chapter 28, verse 2. Now, I'm seeing how God is tying these two messages together because God said, well, but wisdom will let you know what to do and what not to do. All right? Now, David had plans to build a temple. First Chronicles 28 and 2, and the Bible says from the New International Version, King David rose to his feet and said, listen to me, my brothers and my people. I had it in my heart to build a house as a place of rest for the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord for the footstool of our God. And I made plans to build it. But look at verse 3. But God said to me, you are not to build a house for my name because you are a warrior and have shed blood. Capital D, good plan, just not for you. Good plan, just not for you. You know, Okay. So with this being said, we, we keep in mind that, you know, every good plan that comes into your mind or my mind, it's not necessarily meant for us to carry it out. Oh, man, there's a whole lot of countries I got in mind to go to in my mind. But God be sitting back saying to some of them, that's not for you to go to. That may be for the next apostle to go to. That may be for, for but now, so, so, so as God gives us good plans, you know, we need to get to, we need to get the details of that good plan. Lord, is it a good plan for me to carry it out or is it a good plan for me to help somebody else carry it out? Now, I've shared this with you all. Every one of you all on the sound of my voice that, that claims that you're a Christian, Claim, and I do say claim, you either being sent into all the earth to preach the gospel or you need to be supporting them that do, one of the two. And if you're doing neither one of the two, then that shows that you're really, not, you, you're really not what you're claiming to be. Good plan come into your heart or into your mind. God either intend for you to carry it out or for you to be an assistant to somebody else that's, that's going to carry it out. Same thing we're talking about here. David had a good plan that came in his mind. No doubt the plan that came in his mind was from God. But when he started thinking, I'm going to be the one to carry it out, that's when God had to let him know that that's not the case. Now, some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, God is never going to send you into another country to preach nothing to nobody. And that's all right if that's what God said. But if he said that to you, he's definitely going to be telling you to support those that he is, because there are those of us that he is. David, you're not the one to build the house for me, but your son, Solomon, he's going to be the one to do it. Now, what you do is you support him in every way that you possibly can. And, and with that in mind, David got all kind of stuff, got all kind of stuff in place. The treasuries, the treasuries of the nation. Look, then David gave his son Solomon the plans for the protocol of the temple, its building, its storeroom, its upper part, its inner room, and the place of atonement. He gave him the plans of all the spirit had put in his mind for the court 
of the temple of the Lord and all the surrounding room. The plan was in David's mind, but David wasn't the one to carry it out. So he had to pass it off. Some of you all, you need to understand, you've got to pass off some, some things that God has placed in your mind because you're not the one to carry it out. You know, I've got some of the deacons in this ministry that have given me suggestions. Now, you know, God may not be sending them to go into some of these places I'd be going, but God has given them suggestions and given them plans to give to me that I'm to take and implement while I'm in these other countries and have done some of them. You'll be seeing some of them on, 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 on YouTube very soon. Not that, that I'm the one that's going to carry it out, but here is the plan for you, Apostle. Here is the plan for you, Solomon. Here is the plan for you, son, daughter. Here is the plan for you, wife or husband. Here is the plan. It's in my spirit now. It's in my spirit. You know, we've been doing some home improvement and different things around here. You know, some of it, you know, the, the vision has been placed within us. We carry out the part that God has uh, equipped us and allowed us to carry out. But the stuff that we can't do, we had to pass the vision on to the, to the carpenters. And they come in. We had, a, we had a vision of some new sinks in one of the bathrooms. Man, I couldn't do it. If, if, if it had been up, left up to me to do it, we'd still be in there working with the bathroom all to all the pieces. But we passed that information on to the one that has the, the, the calling, the ability, the anointing to do that. And now we've got a beautiful thing. And that's exactly what happened here. So understand, a good plan is to come in you. You need to find out now from God, what do I do with this good plan? You know, I, I've had plans, good plans to fix the engine in my car. Knowing full well, I don't know nothing about fixing the engine. And instead of passing that good plan off to the mechanic or passing that good plan off to somebody know what to do, I'd have jumped up under there and started tinkering and, and messing around. Car wouldn't even hardly start when I finished with it because I don't know what I'm doing. wasn't for me. Plan, understand that some plans, they're not for you. Good plan, just not fit in one of the things. And that's wisdom. Hmm. Talk about that for a little while. You know, you think about, you know, you know, some things, some situations and things, and we might, you know, we might not know, and we, you know, some people, they might pass it on, and some, they might not pass it on. You know, people are real prideful, you know, sometimes they don't want to pass on a situation to somebody else. And they're going to be like, no, I'm like, no, 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 I can do this, I can do this. And you do more damage to that thing that God gave you than, you know, benefit. Imagine if David would have made the temple. I can't really visualize it, but I know God wouldn't have been too happy because God would have said, it, that's not your responsibility so you got to learn, you got to be wise and be like, I'm going to pass this on to Solomon, you know, to do this, to keep my legacy alive. So you have to understand that just giving something to somebody that knows it is wisdom.
Father God, just thank you for this day that you've made. Lord, thank you for helping us get to another year, 2015. Lord, make this year a better year than we had before in 2014. Lord, continue to keep our hands safe and keep us working hard in the works that you want us to do, either be missionary work, school work, or work in general. Just forgive us of our sins and keep the saints that continue to listen to this broadcast safe and keep them blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristmasourchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoes, Precast, YouTube, and iTunes, and our new 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoes, call 724-444-7444, and try D17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube, the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on church website or our TalkShoes homepage. God bless you in heaven, smile at you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.